0: I want um, to try. Awesome. Awesome. Eh? Yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. my name is Knudy mm-hmm. Crystal I'm going to be taking us today. Sunday, time. All right. Experience. So, it's so Kenny. Awesome. Thank you. So uh my name is Genezu Chris Okafor. I'm gonna be taking us in to today's uh for today's prayer ring. And today's prayer ring, we're gonna be looking at Joshua chapter three. Uh gonna be more of prayers than teaching today. Joshua chapter three. Um if we could read the whole thing, that would be great. So I'm gonna be reading from verse from verse, sorry, from the new from the NIV, rather, Joshua chapter three. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant when you reach the edge of Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Ger- Gergeshites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See the Ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into Jordan ahead of you. Now and then choose 12 and twelve men from the tribe of Israel, one from each tribe. As soon as the priest who carried the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth sets foot in the Jordan, its waters following downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathan, While the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed crossing on dry ground. The Lord blessed the reading of his word, Jesus. So the first thing I'd like to point out here that stands out to me in the story are the priests. (laughs) First the Ark, obviously, but then I'd like to talk to the priests first. So the priests here are um, Levitical priests. And the thing about those is, um, if you might know the history of the Levitical priests that came from the tribe of Levi, as the tribe of Moses and Aaron, and um, Aaron was the first um, priest as it were, And they were seen to be the people who served you know, in the temple as such, um, in one uh, in one way or the other, but then not all Levites were priests. Not every not every Levite was a priest, but then there were priests who were particularly Levites, and you'd find that most people had inheritances as at that time. Even I mean, still now, um, especially the firstborns of the different tribes, they're the ones that were in know, they were blessed, they were given the birthrights. And all of that, but for the priests, they had none. The Levite priests had none. And it says, it says, um says to them this way in Numbers chapter 18, verse 20. It says, I'm reading from the ESV. It says, And the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. I believe that's a very that's a very hefty statement. The Lord is saying more than even the land, you know, more than even um, the buildings, the cattle, all those things that I am your possession, I am your inheritance. And that's really, it's really significant because when we look for, when we continue to look into just how important the priests were, their role was very critical. When they were the people that were serving you know, in the temple There were the people making offerings, there were the people making sacrifices on behalf of the nation. So I'm looking at this and I'm asking myself, you know, considering how important, you know, the priests were, where am I in terms of, you know, that place of sanctification? Because we're considering the Ark of the Covenant here. And this is literally, you know, carrying the presence of God as at that time. You know, and you know, it wasn't something that should be trifled with any, like in any, like any, just way. It had to be carried a certain way. Had to be carried by specific people. Even back then, you know, when they were in the temple, you know, once a year, somebody would have to go into the holy of holies and you know make a sacrifice. And before coming before the ark, you had to be, you had to have consecrated yourself. Otherwise, you know, the, and they even tie like a really long train around, along the priest that goes into the, the most holy of holies to make the sacrifice once a year, because if he is found wanting, it's very possible that he will die. You've seen, um, like in scripture, we saw that someone touched the ark when he wasn't supposed to, and then the person was found dead. So I'm reading this scripture and I'm just seeing, you know, the, the way the priest had to make themselves and had to submit themselves to the Lord for them to be even able to carry out the function that he himself assigned them to do so the question is this where am I in my sanctification in my consecration process am I still just moving by the wayside or am I moving with the knowledge that it is very possible that even as a priest even as Aaron you know we saw that Aaron's first sons you know they were struck dead because they did not understand the severity of the place that they were called into. So when we're looking at ourselves as you know um, Christians, you know after you know Christ has done what He has done and you know the veil has been cut into two, there's access, there's free access. You know everybody can you know come before God. You don't need. Um, it's not like there's a general high priest. God, Jesus Christ is our high priest, right? But then we find ourselves too easily taking grace for granted. So, like Paul said, shall I continue to abide and see that um, should I continue to flourish and say that grace may abound or something? No, the answer is no. So it's God, please help me to move, you know, in the seriousness that's that this requires, that following you necessitates, that I will not just be um moving by the wayside or just be tossed around by. Know, the passions of the flesh, or you know, the things of the world, that I would actually literally consecrate myself unto you as a priest. Uh, yes, this is a prayer call, so please feel free to just unmute your mic. Um, not really gonna force you to do that, but please feel free to unmute your mic, Father. Help me to literally be a priest in your service. That I would work as you have called me to, that I would move with the seriousness. That you have called me to. Let us pray. Father Lord in heaven, we just ask, Lord, help
1: us to Jesus, Lord, in that is the we help us, Lord. Vom-
0: Desires,
1: God, the Lord in heaven, to understand, Father, the hearts. Break Father, and the seriousness, me Lord. Lord, Lord of the calling to which you have called me, Father. Father I ask you for the spiritual understanding, Father. I ask you for the spirit of revelation, Father, that you will reveal those mysteries to me even by your word, Lord. Father, you said that no man takes that one upon themselves, but they which is called of you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you have called us unto yourselves to be priests, Father. Thank you. That you have redeemed us unto yourselves to be priests, Father. Ask Holy Spirit that you help us to sanctify ourselves, Father. (laughs) Father, <laughs> you tell us to sanctify ourselves for tomorrow you will do wonders among you Father, you will do miracles and wonders among us Father, Father, we need that sanctification, Lord, Father, to pray pray to pray to pra let the ark of the covenant lead the way for let the ark of your covenant lead the way Father them padre how to even carry the ark of the covenant Father, teach teach how our lives can be the carriers Father of your coven- of your ark padre the director to of of the the to, <laughs> to separate ourselves from the of the, world, from, from the common things of this world. have to so focus on the kingdom to break <laughs> May father, we de- thank de- de- you, Lord, de- de- that you send us forward de- de- as your de- priest, de- Father, de- father, de- father de- even to the swollen river Jordan. Father, de- we thank you that you are sending us ahead, Father, as your priest, Father, de- even before the-, the people of God.
0: God. Yeah. Then, yeah. then, yeah. Father, Lord, we just thank you because we know God that even in this space of consecration, God, that you're calling us into God. We thank you because you've not told us to do it by ourselves, God. Thank you, Lord, because we know that it is not by our power, it is not by our might, but it is by your. Spirit, God. We thank you, God, because we can partner with you on this, Lord, and you are our strength, oh Lord. Father, Lord, in heaven, just ask that you please break down every stronghold that is in any one, God. And I feel very strongly to say this. Now, where you're believing that, you know, somebody on call, you're believing that, oh, this is a bit too much, or it's like, you know, there are some people that are called to higher levels of holiness, and that you feel like you cannot reach onto that level, and it's as though um, you know, um, sin or some certain habits have kind of like held you down, and you know? let me just stay where I am. I cannot seem to defeat this, so let me leave the pastors to be the pastors, or the you know the people that serve in church to be those ways I'd like to tell you that it is a lie of the enemy, and the enemy is just literally spewing that over you. I want to remind you of First Peter chapter two, verse nine. It says, "But you are a chosen people." a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Never believe that you are too broken for God or that you're in a place where you cannot be used anymore. God takes, he takes the darkness and then he brings you into light. He takes the ashes and he gives you beauty you are not irredeemable the lord calls you redeemable. the lord calls you his priest you are a royal priest you are a royal priest so father lord in the name of jesus we we'll just break off god any wrong lies God, that the enemy has been speaking over your son over your daughter god and lord in heaven we proclaim liberty god in the mighty name of jesus amen amen um Secondly, I'd like to move, I'd like for us to look at the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. um, Still on Joshua chapter three, it says, early in the morning Joshua and the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2000 cubits between you and the Ark, do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you." Why was it necessary for the ark to um, be the one to make the way? And the, what exactly was the ark carrying? The ark was carrying the very presence of God. And like we read when we read through the entire scripture, we saw that it was necessary because it was the ark that's, you know, that's pretty much made the way for the waters to part. But not just in terms of the miracle that happened, The ark was necessary for showing a certain level of um, direction because it says, because then you will know the way, then you know which way to go since you have never been this way before. And when I read that scripture over and over again, it just really speaks to me about God being, you know, the leader, God being the person that is showing you the way and not you leading yourself. You know, there is no how don't know your way around somewhere you're you're definitely going to get lost if you do not ask questions or if you do not um maybe follow a map or something but god is saying that you know kind of like before you know when you actually didn't know the way you were going i was your pillar of cloud by day i was your pillar of fire by night and even now where it's like you are standing in front of you know um the devil and the deep blue sea, because this is kind of like a reenactment of where they were coming from, you know, Egypt. Again, they're standing before a huge mighty body of water. The Lord is still reassuring them and he's still the person that is leading them outright. And when we continue towards the end of um, of Joshua chapter three, you know, we saw that um, In verse 13 it says, and as soon as the priest who carried the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, sets foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in the sea. And that's literally what happened at the end. So it speaks to God as the one being our director, the one literally showing us the ways to go. Even in the design of the ark, God was very particular. This amount of qubits, this particular type of wood to be made. I know, so it speaks to God about someone that is able to not just lead us, but but converse with us, because He wants what is best for us. You know, it's very funny when people say, um, "I don't know what God is saying," or "I can't hear from God." No, God didn't, you know, send His Son, you know, and die for us and come to redeem us; that He wouldn't speak to us. So I want our prayers Um, a prayer to just be to god please open up my heart that i'm able to receive what you're putting out That i'm able to literally understand what you're saying because it's not as though you're not speaking it's just that i might be looking for you in the wrong places help me to to understand your instructions that i would not go ahead of you but i would walk in tandem with you god as per your directives I will not go ahead of you, but I would walk in tandem with you, God. That I would not be the person that is leading, but you will be the one that is leading. But the scripture says even in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it is the shepherd that leads the sheep and not the other way around. So, Father Lord, we just come before you this morning, God. Asking that you give us a teachable spirit, God, that you will give us a heart that is willing to be led, not one that is wanting to lead you, God. For, oh, Lord, you will be willing to be led of the Spirit. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, you shall be called the sons of God. Father, Lord, that you will be led of the Spirit, that will be led of the instructions, God that we would have a heart that is even open to receive, all Lord, what you are saying to us in the mighty name of Jesus. She is dependent on the Babo Shatanda, but she hearts of flesh and hearts of stone gold, make her hand at us till about the of
1: as to that is modeled after the I a she was and I it the the and I'm not a son of a kid of a son of a bath. But I got the predicate of a shaman, got a pot of a shade of a bath. I rap a pot of pot of pot of pot of pot of pot of
0: Quickly, I want to read 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. I'm reading from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. I'll take it again. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. And I want to read also Genesis chapter 4. I want to take us to the Cain account in Genesis chapter 4. So this is after Cain's um, offering is rejected, specifically from verse verse 6. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? if you do what is right will you not be accepted but if you do not do what is right sin is crouching at your door it desires to have you but you must rule over it and you know when I read this scripture just when we're reading the Joshua 3 in terms of like the instructions this was one of the first things that just that the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart because again it's not that we're not hearing God often is that you know we have our hearts hardened um, maybe because of um, things like pain, jealousy, things that stop or stock up the hearts you know, where the heart is now, you know, it's now defiled and it's no longer pure. It no longer has that full capacity to love just like Cain. So the thing isn't even in, oh, is God speaking because he's speaking, but God was clearly speaking to Cain, but Cain wasn't in a position where he was open to receive the things that God was saying to him. That's why you see in verse eight, you know, he comes and it says, now Cain said to his brother, Abel, let's go out to the field while they were, while they were in the field. Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. And anytime I read that, I'm, just, I'm always just like, uh, but was he not the one that God just spoke to like right now? <laughs> you know? Won't you do this? Won't you be accepted? Not just your offering. He says, "Won't you be accepted?" But if you don't do what is right, this is the consequence. And then he ignores all of that, and he still goes on, and obviously he sins. And you can look very drastic with something as you know very as deep as, as this in terms of like killing. But what of the little things? You know, the very little things. Um, take for instance, you know, God is calling me into a fast. And you're like, mm, you know what? I think I know better, or like my food looks too sweet, so I'd rather just not. Or God is telling me, you know, choose the high road. You do not, you you don't need to go off on this person at work, or you know, you need to have like a tempered spirit. But you believe that you are right because you are right, and you want to stand on your word and go. What is the Lord telling you to do? Whether it is to do something that seems very little to you, or it is one of the things that seem ridiculously um, hard to do. The Lord just wants to reassure you this morning that He is your strength to carry out every instruction. And one of the, my, my like favorite scriptures in the entire Bible is the end of Matthew. I think you know, it's the end of Matthew and it says, I, Behold, I am with you even to the end of the ages. And in the time when you are feeling your weakest, God, these instructions are too much. I can't do this. This level of consecration that you are calling me into is causing me to leave a lot of things at the, at your feet. It's calling me to um, want to progress in a certain way towards you. I feel like I'm losing out a lot. And, and all. the Lord is saying that He's giving you strength in this season, even for consecration. And that's my prayer for everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, also I want to go to I don't know, sorry, I just want to check in if, if you guys can hear me because it's been quiet. <laughs> Hello? Am I here? Yes, yes, we can hear you. <laughs> it, was just, it was just really quiet. Um, yes, then um, still on the still on the path of Joshua um, chapter three then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. Joshua told the people, consecrate themselves. And then further down the line, it says in verse 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. First of all, they were camps together, orders were given, and then you know Joshua even added context, context because they don't know the way to go, and then we see them actually follow through, even though they were looking at you know the circumstance before them, and that's and when I read that I just think of two things: humility and faith. It's not I love the way the scriptures is, is written sometimes because it just makes everything really come alive. So it has already told us that you know they don't know the way they're meant to go. But then they're still deciding to obey God, and in the part where they actually just stand up to obey God, that's in verse fourteen. He then comes and he says, "Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest." You know, it's at flood stage all during harvest. So I just imagine them; they're standing and they've all gotten up, and they're before the Jordan. Obviously, the priests are going first before the jordan and they're looking at this and they're like how 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 is this going to work we're probably all just going to drown but then it's something like i believe that the best way they would have been able to do it is to recall the goodness of god and you know look back because it's like a mirror of what happened at egypt's before you know to recall the goodness of god has God divided seas before yes therefore we will go and we'll be able to trust him and that's why i believe that god is calling us into a deeper place of trust you know and faith faith in him and not just faith as as in okay I've, I've taken the first step, enduring faith. And that's why anytime I read that, that piece of scripture that when he calls um, Peter onto the waters and Peter comes, you know, and he takes a step and he's there, when I read that, I'm like, oh, wow, Peter, you're really cool. Like, you're even able to do that. I don't think that I would have been able to do that, to be honest. But then he continues, and at some point, Peter, is, he starts to sink. And, you know, Christ says, you know, little faith. And I look at that scripture, I'm like, why? But he already did something so extraordinary. He was able to come on the water still. But the faith isn't just even for the first step. It's enduring faith. That I would continue to march on towards the waters, even though it looks like I'm not seeing anything move. But I'm going to continue to obey God because God has said so. And a lot of times, you know, the things that God would have us do, it might seem counterintuitive to the things of the world. You know, God says, forgive your neighbor, you know, love him you know, as you love yourself. The world will tell you an eye for an eye, or bass boost, like you say in Nigeria, or you know, if you do me, I do you, that kind of thing. God will go vex but he's saying, listen to me, follow me, have faith in me, in the behemoth task that I'm calling you into, you know, let me be the one to lead you, follow me. And even the humility that, you know, the people and the people exhibited, you know, I just imagine telling people right now, let's say people in my country, oh yes, God said, you know, we should all just walk towards the water and he's going to divide it. A lot of people would have been like, no, I'm not doing that. you know, probably telling me you're crazy, or this, or that, especially being that everybody was confused and didn't know the way. Nonetheless, there was humility in following the instruction that was sent out through God's um, oracle, and that they actually had the faith to continue and to be led of God. So I'd want us to pray um, that we would have a spirit of humility not just to follow you know the orders that we can clearly see from God but even those that you know he sends to us through his people through his appointed people that we would have a spirit of humility and again not want to be the one to like call the shots where he hasn't called us to call the shots but we would have a contrite spirit a humble heart that would move accordingly And then the second would be the faith. Lord, please give me the faith to be able to endure. Faith to be able to go the distance. I know that you've done an amazing work for me. You've already told me that you're going to do this. Even as you have called me to step onto the waters, Lord, give me the faith to continue to move even while we are on the waters. That I would not, you know, be terrified when I see, you know, Myself on the waters will be terrified when I see the waters, kind of like the Israelites, pathways. But instead, I will continue to walk in your goodness and walk in what you've said. Move in the faith that you have called me to have. Father, Lord, we just ask that you help us, God, to move in humility and in faith. That we will be able to submit, O Lord, not just to you, God, but to the people that you have put above us. That you would help us to have a contrite spirit, true and true. <antenna people> that you would help us to have faith, Lord. Enduring faith. <inaudible> Enduring faith. <inaudible> right. Enduring faith. Yes, Lord, the Lord, Father, Lord, help us to persevere, <inaudible> Lord. Lord. Help,
1: so Lord. Lord. You, help us to persevere, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name. Help us to persevere, Father. Help us to endure till the end, Lord. that those who that endure until the end shall be saved, Father. Help us to endure, Lord. Help us to endure, Father. Help us to endure, Father. Help us not to be moved, Father. We ask for this kind of enduring faith, Lord, that endures until the end, Father. Not just the faith and death and love only to walk on the water, All the way, Father. All the way to you, Jesus. All the way until we can reach you, Lord. The bread of the bread at there, but at the back of the kit and the hat of the key, color the kettle. But read the back of the penna, mother, breaking a massa, take it about all. Never at the mother told her she did shake a you Yes, Father. Father, for the spirit of humility, Lord. Father, as we humble ourselves again with prayer and fasting, Lord, we humble ourselves for the your mighty hand, Lord, that in due time, Lord, you will lift us up. Father, give us that spirit of humility, Father, to even follow your instructions. When we don't know the way, when we don't understand how to cross, Father, but give us that humility, Father, to just trust you, Lord, trust your word, trust your ability to take us through those things, yet. Trust your knowledge, Father, trust your expertise, Father first time, uh, your love, Father, towards us, Lord, the spot, Father, and break Father. we ask, Lord, that you will clothe us with that spirit of meekness, Lord, Father, that we will have those bowels of meekness, Lord, bowels of meekness, Father, Father, as you priests, Lord, Father, the I pray, be Nepalado, will not be moved, will not be dismayed, Lord, when we see the swelling waters of Jordan, Father. We will not be moved, Father. We will not be moved in the name of Jesus, Father us to focus on the ark Lord. Help us to look at the ark and follow the ark as the ark is leading the way, Father. Help us, Father, to just focus on you, Lord pa che kala na papa re re la pa 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 Баимису Спаситель Господь, помоги нам Господь. Имя мы благодарим тебя, Отец. Христа, мы благодарим, тебя, Отец. Мы благодарим тебя, Господь ko ta pa pa sa re re da ho ra ra pa re da ta she 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 ko na ma da pa ve in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Um this song keeps dropping in my spirit. Um it's one of the songs that we're gonna add to the Camp Kyoko playlist on Spotify. It's micro by Jonathan McReynolds. But well, I just wanna read out um a part of the lyrics. Um, I will make room for you. I will prepare for two. So you don't feel that you can't live here. Please live in me. My will, you can move that over. My way, you can move that over. My ego, you can move that over. My plans, you can move that over. My schedule, my itinerary. Lord, I will make room for you. My habits, my attitude, whatever it is, you can move that over. That is not like you. Whatever it is, you can move that over. I will make room for you." And that's just our heart's cry, um, God, that we will make room for you even in this season, that we will make room for you and fully be committed to consecration that we would move from the outer courts to the inner courts, God, and see that there are depths, God, in the spirit, and there are levels to intimacy with you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Still on the topic of consecration, three things that I'd like to point out from you know today's um, study in Joshua 3. Number one, making room for the word of God to settle. What has God said already? Did did I take it in fully? Or did it just move from one ear to the other, you know? That would not only be hearers, but would be doers of the word. So what has, have I made room for the word of God to settle, number one? Number two, not being hasty, but being careful to observe and then do. Joshua didn't tell them, oh, um, as soon as the guys just you know step onto the water you to follow it says they will wait and look at them do it first and even with that you know other instructions 2000 cubits away you know there's that thing on not don't just all move there's an instruction not being hasty but being careful to observe and then do one of my one of my best um, scriptures again is the part where you no know, Christ says, "I do what I see my Father do." You know, so not being hasty but being careful to observe and then do. The third, not getting too familiar with the presence of God, especially in this in these times. You know, back then, you know. Um, Old Testament times, they, even though they were familiar, they knew that due to much, they'll pay the, you know, they'll the um consequence. They'll, they'll have like consequences for, they'll have the consequences for their actions. But now it's it's a call to oh, sorry, okay, you muted. But now that there's grace, you know, there is that temptation. Oh yeah, you know, Jesus will forgive me. Like we're good, we're good. You know? But what exactly is he saying? Should he continue to move in sin that grace would abound? No. The way um, Paul even puts it, God forbid with an exclamation mark. So not getting too familiar with God. You know. Yes, he's your friend. Yes, he's your father. But you don't get too familiar that you lose reverence for who it is that you have on the inside of you. You know? preserving your priesthood, preserving your priesthood through consecration. that's a lot. it's a lifelong thing. You don't just okay say I've arrived at the moment that you think that you've arrived that's when the, that's when there begins to be a problem because then we begin to slack then we begin to you know be relaxed, we begin to you know take things just as they are. I run through the three of them again. The first one is making room for the word of God to settle. The second is not being hasty or being careful to observe and then do. And the third is not getting too familiar with the presence of God. Those three things. So I just want us to pray this morning that we will be fully committed to the process of consecration, even as it's a long life. It's a lifelong thing that we've been fully committed, that we won't just, okay, today, you know, God, I'm on fire for you tomorrow, um, you know, I'm back to square one. But that we would choose to let go. We would choose to make room. We would choose to let the word settle in our spirits. We would choose to see and do. We would choose to be committed as it were. It's a very personal prayer because um, you're the to show and you know where it pinches. But Lord, we just commit ourselves unto you today. And we just ask that you'd help us because we know that this is a lifelong journey. We know that the priesthood that you've called us into it doesn't just um, start one day and end one day. We know that it's a lifelong process. It's a lifelong relationship with you. And Lord, we thank you because we have, we have the We have the grace, God, to be even called by your name. We thank you because you are our possession. We thank you because you are the one who keeps us and we have this hope as an anchor for our souls. It is firm Mm -hmm. and it is secure. And Lord, we just ask that you'd help us along this journey, that we would continue to be more like you, that as we behold you, we become like you more and more, God, even as you are our ultimate template Because Hebrews tells us that we have Jesus as a high priest. Even as you are our ultimate template, God, that, Lord, we will become more and more like you. We will choose to love. We will choose to be humble. We will choose to be consecrated fully, God. We will choose to resist the vows and the wiles, the temptations of the enemy, God. And we will choose your word above all else, God, in our lives. That we will not be 21st century Pharisees or hypocrites God we will be the people that is showing forth your glory to the nations even now that you know, the world needs it the most that true and true we will be your priests consecrated unto your name and I just pray for everybody on this call even the people listening to this recording at a later time and you know the people that are able to make today's prayer ring that Lord in heaven that you will meet them at their points of need. And Lord, you would speak to them, and they would hear you. That you would open up their ears and the eyes of their understanding, God. The hearts will be changed. Strongholds will be broken, God. Amen. Relationships will be mended, God. Amen. And it's all be to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Jesus. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, God bless you.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, Please be reminded that Power Hour runs today.